Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Well, what happens when the discount stores can't even keep up? Because that is the reality for Payless Shoes, which is uh, it's just really the latest brick-and-mortar store to be hit by hard times. This is a, a chain that has 3,400 stores right around the world, which is now filed for Chapter 11 as it winds down um, the retail stores. And that will include all 248 locations here in Canada, which means about 2,400 people are going to lose jobs. And most of those locations are actually here in Ontario. We've got about uh, yeah, 150 of, of these stores. But, you know, this is a chain that has been around for over 50 years. It came around in the 50s, but it grew to be one of the world's biggest shoe retailers, selling $110 million a year of shoes, pairs of shoes. But um, like so many other big box or big retail brick-and-mortar stores, they just can't compete with the online sales, which begs the question, how come they could not then go online. Rabina Ahmed Haq joins us now. She is our Global News Radio personal finance expert. Saw this story, thought of you. Oh, thank you very much. Cheap shoes and you think of me. (laughs) No, I don't. I just, I think, okay, big box office shoe stores, you probably love shoes. Look, this is not a store that I would normally, normally shop at, but I was surprised to see that um, it's not, it's not making the dent. Yeah, I mean, Payless has fallen victim to what Target did, what Sears did, what so many other big box retailers have because online shopping continues to dominate uh, a lot of purchases. Young people are now going to Amazon or other stores that can deliver within a day or so and are no longer going into the malls and trying shoes on. Now, Payless, I know, does have um, online shopping. You can buy things. But if something takes 9 to 10 days to get to you, a lot of people are going to go somewhere else. Right. Um, And also, there are other competitors. I mean, Walmart also has cheaper shoes that you can buy. Uh, Payless didn't, for some reason, upgrade. I mean, they've had the same kind of look since I can remember. That might have had something to do with it. Um, I shop there all the time for my kids' stuff because Mm -hmm. I love the fact that the shoes are, you know, 20, 30 bucks, and I don't have to um, stress too much if they grow out of them. So I'm really disappointed, actually, that they're deciding to leave. um, Well, they're going bankrupt. Yeah, I mean, the the signs had been kind of, uh, you know, showing. I mean, the warning signs were there for quite a while. Um, How come, then, a big company like this can't see beyond the immediate situation and say, okay, look, the, the game has changed. Instead of, you know, folding and going bankrupt, why aren't we working with the Amazons? Like, why aren't they then uh, partnering up and saying, okay, forget the online or the retail space. We're just going to partner up with, with um, Amazon and do the overnight shipping on cheap shoes. 
A lot of it has to do with pride. I mean, if you're a brick-and-mortar store since the 1950s, you don't want to just, um, you know, bend to the pressure of bigger companies that are coming in and maybe doing it faster and quicker. I also wouldn't want to go bankrupt. Yeah, (laughs) you know, the the pressure to be part of an Amazon type of environment, uh, from what I understand, if you have a product that is on Amazon, the pressure to make sure that product is out of the door and, you know, shipped to the customer within a very short amount of time um, can be too much. I mean, if they don't have uh, the system set up, whether it be AI or whether it be human beings that are dealing with these orders, uh, then they aren't going to be able to compete and Amazon won't let them sell their stuff anymore, On uh, especially on those prime, the prime uh, sales that they do, which everyone loves because they come I've had things come. I've ordered it in the morning. It's come the same day in the evening. Mm-hmm. I'm a prime customer. So, I mean, you can't beat it. I mean, you can't beat that kind of customer service. Uh, I mean, look, I don't, I don't, I hate the thought of going to a shopping mall. I mean, I would rather be waterboarded. I can't, I'm not a mall, I don't, I'm not a mall person. I like to go online, order it, it arrives and arrives. That's great. Why then have they not mastered this? Because you well, can't, you can't be in retail um, and not have great online offerings. Well, I mean, I 100% agree with you. I don't know why they haven't. I don't know. In 2017, they did apply for some protection. They did yeah. uh, fix some of their problems. But from what I understand, they only sort of kicked the can down the road six to 12 months. They didn't actually fix the problems that were causing them to be unable to meet their liabilities. I mean, this is a good personal finance mm-hmm. lesson, too, where mm-hmm. if you're in a lot of debt and all you do is just go and get more credit so that you could pay those people that you owe, but then you've got even more debt, um, that's not really solving your problem. The way you solve your problem is you re think, how are we going to do business? How are we going to connect with our customers? Right. How are we going to be more efficient? Um, you know, 2,400 people losing their jobs. I know a lot of these jobs are minimum wage. A lot of them are young people who probably have other things they're aspiring to do, but it's still uh, quite a few people that are going to find themselves out of work in the next few months. And that's, sure. you know, and if you've worked for the company, maybe, you know, throughout high school, maybe through university, uh, it might be somewhere where you were relying on it to, to help you pay your tuition bills, help you pay yep. uh, your day-to-day life bills. Yeah, and, and the malls, you know, leaving a store open, they don't like that. It looks bad. But will this, is this kind of a signal? Because other companies had also talked about really struggling. The gap has been, I think, in a headline that it is having trouble keeping up, whereas it's it's cheaper labels. Old Navy seem to be hitting that price point that people really like. But is this a sign that we're going to start hearing of, of more big box uh, stores just not being able to cut it this year? So there's two things happening right now that I think people are starting to wake up to. One is a lot of people are getting sick of fast fashion. So this idea that you go and you buy something. I read something today saying if your shirt, if your coffee is worth more than your shirt, then you are the problem. So a lot of people are waking up to the fact that how is it that I'm able to afford uh, products that I put on my body that I can basically dispose of because Mm -hmm. they're so inexpensive. Mm -hmm. I want to buy something where I know that the person who made it is being paid fairly, the conditions are good, all those, you know, very kind of worldly global thinking, which I think is a first world um, issue because we're the ones consuming this stuff. Um, And we definitely can be proactive and go out there and make sure that we know where the products are coming from. Um, And the second problem is, is that Amazon is just gobbling up all the customers that want to shop online. Uh, You cannot compete with a behemoth like Amazon that that you can order everything from soap to underwear to, you know, a coffee machine to anything. I mean, anything you put on Amazon, they have it available in some shape or form and it can get to you so quickly. So 
supposed to, I mean, you really have to, I mean, how they would really need to re, Payless might have been smart to just go all online. Right, I mean, right. Well, that that's what I'm thinking. Like, move. You, yeah. Right, because we've seen a lot of shoe retailers go. I think Town, town Shoes went out of business. I mean, they've, they've gone, there's not many left. Believe it or not, there's not there's not as many of the big. You went to a mall. My stepfather was in shoes, so I know the world quite well. And his shoes, I mean, look, that was my life for a long time with shoes. But um, you know, we've we've seen a lot of these kind of family chains, certainly in Canada, have packed up in the last uh, number of years. And so it kind of it look it saddens me. I feel for these retailers. It's just gotten so so tough for them to make margins. And, and, I, and as I, Canada, by the way, where we yeah. have geography also yeah. against us. So yeah. in order to ship products across this country um, in an efficient way, and, and it's, it's not economical. I mean, if someone orders something in Vancouver today and the product is made out of Toronto, it's going to take a couple days to get there and cost quite a bit of money. If you want to get it there overnight, that's going to cost even more. So that is another problem that we have that is exclusive to Canada that maybe the U.S. is not struggling with the same way. Yeah, in look, York, my, my son just had a, per, my son just literally had a project and the project was mail a letter from school and see how long it takes to get to your house we live (laughs) we live across the street from the school do you know how long it took that letter to get to our house how long eight days eight eight days (laughs) oh gosh eight days to cross the street (laughs) well this is the thing and i mean and people give a lot of um, you know, people get really upset about Canada Post being, you know, they're in the headlines where they want to get rid of door-to-door service and they want to be more efficient. And everyone gets up in arms about it saying, oh, no, you know, you can't do that. But we have to move forward. I mean, we're not going to be getting post in the mail in the next 10, 15 years. We're going to think of another way that if you actually have a physical letter, you can go to a central area and get it. And that's going to be a lot more efficient. You don't have to employ as many people uh, to get those jobs done. But, you know, people don't like change and they don't like it when places like Canada Post say, you know, if you were to all just sort of walk five feet and go to a (laughs) box, we could save a lot of money and get the mail to you much quicker. But, you know, I still get door-to-door delivery at my house and I'm sometimes sort of like, it's just all junk mail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so you have to really think about what, what value I'm getting out of that. It's true. And so then looking at the future, I have to think some retailers will be looking at, at Payless and saying, okay, look, we got to change the model. We got to change the plan. Yeah, and in Payless, I mean, from when I remember back in the 90s when it first arrived in Canada, I was ecstatic because as someone, you know, I was a student and they had stylish shoes for like at the time, I think 20 bucks or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, we, I remember going across the border to Buffalo to shop specifically at Payless Shoes. Um, and so that, it just, you know, it kind of, it's sort of nostalgic too when I think about that store that I think about. It's the kind of store where um, young people would go. But I think, you know, sometimes I sit on the on public transit, Alex, and I see a young person wearing a Canada Goose jacket and I think, what is wrong with this picture? <laughs> How does this young person afford a $1,000 jacket? So I think a lot of young people, because of credit being so cheap, have have been able to convince their parents or maybe even borrow themselves and, and, and move into the more expensive things. I don't know. Or they just I don't know why it. a store like this would go bankrupt. Yeah. All right. Look, I got to leave it there, but I appreciate you, Joan. I mean, we'll see what happens uh, moving forward. Okay. Thanks, Alex. Thank you very much. That is uh, Robina Ahmed Hawk joining us today. Dear On Point, I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.